Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Hey, this morning we're going to continue our Advent series called The Wonders of Christmas. And last week as we gathered, we focused on hope. This week, we're going to focus on peace and and really the imagery we have of the one who is our shepherd. So we do that, let's begin with prayer. Father God, we give you thanks for the gift of this amazing day and the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in Jesus. Bless us, Holy Spirit, we pray as you fill us with your word. Open our ears and our hearts to receive that word, that word would shape us and mold us to be the people that you desire us to be. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. So here's a question to kind of get our brains, juices flowing just a little bit this morning, unless you're um, not awake yet. If you're not awake yet, I'll make some coffee for you. I guarantee you'll be awake for a week. Or maybe longer. And the question is this. What is one of the most peaceful memories in your life? Of course, some of you might go on, um, well, I don't have one. (laughs) Or maybe you're like, I don't know. I'll tell you when I get one, right? But, But think about that for just a second. One of the most peaceful memories in your life. And as you think about that, you know, there are so many things that are not peaceful in our lives. Our lives can be disrupted by things going on in the world around us, at work, at school, in our families, you know, with our health or the health of someone we love, you know, with our finances and the economy, you know, with the craziness of the world, and we just long for a sense of peace. A moment, maybe just to kind of capture our breath, a moment to kind of regain ourselves, to, you know, re-energize ourselves. One of the most peaceful memories in your life. I'll give you an example. This was fairly recent. You know, earlier this year, my wife and I took a trip for, you know, our wedding anniversary. We went to the Bahamas. That'd be really nice right now. Really, every kind of nice, you know. Sun is shining. It's it's warm, you know. Or it's kind of resort, so it is relaxed. We don't usually do that kind of vacation. So this was this was unique for us. First time we've been to the Bahamas, and and the and this this resort had you know their own little like island too. And so the guy was talking to me. He's like, yeah. He says we're gonna go there for a couple hours or come back. He said, no, you won't. I'm like, yeah, I will. He's like, no, you won't. You'll get there and you'll be so relaxed. You will lose track of time. You'll be back on the last boat. You know, I am so happy he was right. <laughs> the last boat, last boat. We go, oh, we're going to live through the island. But, you know, the, the most relaxing part of that was we found a spot after we moved about three times, you know, where there was some coverage and, and some chairs, and we, and, we, and we lounged there, and we found this place. The beach wasn't too far away, so we could go down and play in the water if we wanted to. You know, food, drinks, and all that stuff wasn't too far away. But right there, right in front of us, right below us, was just where the breeze would come in. It was a nice kind of ocean breeze, and it would take water, and, and, and the waves would just hit against the rocks. It was just so relaxing, and, you know, and the next thing I know, I woke up an hour and a half later. <laughs> it was nice. And it was, it was, it was just beautiful, and it was peaceful. And it was really just a moment to kind of turn off everything that is often going inside my head, all the distractions, all of the worries, all of the stressors, and just find a moment of peace. I think so many of us, we often long for that sense of peace. 
We hear those words in the Christmas songs and carols and, and the words we hear that the angels say to the shepherds, you know, peace. Peace. Yet sometimes it seems to be so elusive, so difficult for us to hold on to, so almost unrealistic for us to think that we could truly have peace. Well, this morning we're going to focus in on the words that came from John's gospel that Jill read for us this morning, especially on this verse here, John chapter 10, verse 11. Let's read these words together. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So really quick, how many have ever been around sheep before? A good, good number of you. How many of you have never been around sheep before? How many don't even know what sheep look like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> how many know what sheep say? I, I thought I could get you to do that. What, what do sheep say? Oh, man. You know, yeah, I, 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 I've been around sheep a little bit. Um, not a whole lot. I didn't work with sheep, but I've been around sheep, usually at a petting zoo. And they're kind of cuddly and skittish. And, you know, one time we were driving up in the mountains. And I remember there was in the area where they had sheep. And the sheep just kind of came down this hillside. And just like you do in, like, Yellowstone when there's buffalo and you stop, you stop because the sheep just went, you just waited until they were all out of the way. You know, but here in this agricultural culture, agricultural society and culture of Nebraska, you know, many of us do have some experience with sheep. Whether we, we raise sheep, some of us, you know, took care of sheep and we did kind of like show, she, show sheep, show sheep, is that right? Like a show dog, show sheep? It sounds like it's a breed of sheep, show sheep. You know, they, 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 you, you had sheep that and you got a blue ribbon or something like that for. Um, you know, some of us have eaten sheep before. And of course, when you see them and they look so cute and cuddly, I don't want to eat a sheep, but they taste good. But you know, in Jesus' day, when he says these words, and he talks about the shepherd, this first century Palestine culture was an, much, very much an agriculture, society, economy, and culture. So they were very familiar with this idea of sheep and what sheep were and, and what a shepherd was. And of course, Jesus, you know, the, the bigger context there, he's having this conversation with the religious leaders and trying to explain who he was. And these guys are thick-headed, stubborn. They're not getting it. They don't understand. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, though, it, I mean, those words for many of us who have grown up in the church, we're familiar with those words. They do bring image of, of one who is caring and loving. But for those who first heard these words of Jesus, they just had such a richer understanding as they understand who God is and who they are in their relationship to God. Let me give you an example from some of the Old Testament passages that I think would have came to the mind of those who first heard these words. One is maybe familiar to you, the words of Psalm 23. Psalm 23, verse 1, let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd. You talk about a psalm that is just beautiful and calming. And brings a sense of peace. It is one that, that many of us know. And, and even if we don't know the older like King James Version, we might know the King James Version of the 23rd Psalm because it's so poetic and so beautiful. The Lord is my shepherd. 
Now, this was written by David, who was a shepherd who raised sheep. So, of course, he had a very intimate understanding of the relationship between sheep and the shepherds and caring for the sheep and how stubborn the sheep could be and how they would wander away and disappear and get into all kinds of trouble and he'd have to, as the shepherd, go and take care of them. But those were the role of the shepherd as he cared for the sheep. But this is not the only time that God speaks to his people in this relationship of shepherd and sheep. Here's another one from Isaiah 40. Let's read this together. Like a shepherd, he takes care of his flock. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them in his arms. He gently helps the sheep and their lambs. So here again, this beautiful image of God like that of a shepherd who is caring for his sheep, caring for his people of God caring for you. Whatever your situation is, whatever is going on in your life right now, part of what brings us a sense of peace is knowing that the shepherd is there caring for us. That if we're lost, if we're wandering, if we're injured, if we need to be scooped up in his loving arms, he's there to scoop us up in his loving arms. Like a shepherd takes care of his flock, so he gathers He carries. He gently helps. Now again, what do sheep say? You guys are like sleepy sheep or something like that. (laughs) You know, and this is maybe, if you've been around a lot of sheep, they don't just, sorry, I get the microphone. (laughs) But the sheep were also known for being kind of skittish, and they're also known for being, as he said, dumb was the word he used. I didn't use it. That was the word in the video. Dumb, um, foolish, wayward. They wander away. They get into all kinds of trouble. And this is what Isaiah picks up a little bit further in his writings and his words to God's people. Isaiah 53, 6. Let's read together. We have all strayed like sheep. Each one of us has turned to go his own way. And the Lord has laid on our sins on him. So we all have done what? Strayed like sheep. In just a little while, as part of you know our regular rhythm of worship, we're going to have a time to confess our sins together, you know, and we're not going to verbally you know hang out all of our dirty laundry, but we're going to say, all right, Lord, here's some ways I know that I've gone astray this week. Here's some times, Lord, when I nipped at you, when I wandered away and did my own thing, and maybe got in some kind of trouble. We've all strayed like sheep. Each and every one of us has turned to go our own way. We've ignored the voice of the shepherd. Yet I love this last portion. And the Lord has laid our sins on him. And for anyone who ever wonders, like, you know, well, these things that Jesus did, you know, were they really promised or, you know, foretold? Here's the words in Isaiah. An image of the one who is the shepherd. And so when Jesus again says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd does what? He lays down his life for the sheep. You can imagine that those people who first heard those words, the religious leaders and the crowds that gathered around, these words of Isaiah must have been in their heads. They must have known what he is saying. That he is saying he is the shepherd, the one that God had promised, who is going to give us life. For our sins. Here's another passage from Ezekiel. So another one of our prophets. Let's read this together. Then I will place one shepherd over them, my servant David. He will take care of them. 
He will take care of them, and he will be the shepherd. So he will place one shepherd over them. Again, this beautiful promise is we're in the mixture of a season of Advent and Christmas. This one who is to come is this baby born in Bethlehem who is a descendant of David. If you were here Wednesday nights, we talked about being a descendant of David and of Abraham. That this is the one that was promised to be our shepherd. The one who would take care of us. The one who will shepherd us, love us, and ultimately give us life for us on the cross. You know, as you think about the shepherd, and we're going to go to the next slide here. This image here of, of the shepherd, you know, holding, caring for the sheep. See, doesn't that just, just look so soft and cuddly? How would you ever want to eat that? <laughs> but this image, again, of the shepherd who cares for us. As we think about Christmas and we think about this little baby born in a manger, and often if your manger scene is like my manger scene, there's at least one sheep in that manger scene. I don't know how many there were, if there were any at all. Maybe there were just cattle. Because the cattle were lowly, like in the hymn song. It doesn't say the sheep were bang, though. Can we add that, like a sheep were bang? But that we see this image of the shepherd, the one who cares for us. As we hear these words of Jesus, kind of put on the first century ears, and we hear these words, and Jesus is saying these words, and they're going, he is saying he is the one that God has promised. He is the one that's going to bring us the peace for which we have longed for. He is the one who's going to care for us. He is the one who's going to show us that a shepherd is not the shepherd who's always knocking us on the head with a crook. You know, the crook, by the way, is that long, like, Staffy, hooky thing that they have. So they can whack you on the head. Sorry, I was pointing your way, Craig. And they could also take you and, and chuck this way and scoop you up with a hook. And usually if you're kind of down below on a cliff or something, and pull you up. And they can help guide you. As Jesus uses these words here in John 10, and I encourage you, go back and reread these words. And, and reread these words and read them along beside the 23rd Psalm. And it makes it so much richer. But one thing Jesus says is the sheep, you know, uh, you can just leave this image up here. The sheep is, or the shepherd knows the sheep. The shepherd knows us. And the word knows us is not just like, well, I know you and I know you and I know you and I know you by name. Maybe I know some things about you. Or I, I know how to make a really good cup of coffee that'll keep your heart pumping for a week. When he says he knows us, he's saying he knows us. The shepherd knows you personally. He knows the things that you've never maybe told anyone about. Your fears, your frustrations, your struggles, your sins. He knows you. Sometimes what most, many of us were longing for is somebody who really knows us. Somebody we could really, in a sense, you know, loosen the tie, you know, take off the hat, kick off the shoes. We could truly be honest with who we are. And with Jesus, he is someone who knows us. We can be truly honest with everything that's going on inside of us. Those fears and frustrations and aggravations, those longings, those desires those things that upset us, the things that turns our gut, those sins that we struggle with. He knows his sheep. He knows you. 
Not only does he know you, it says that he also leads us, the sheep. He leads us and he guides us. You know, he, he's the one that, that guides us. And he guides us, you know, not usually. I mean, I don't know if you've ever dealt with like preschoolers sometimes. It's a fun age group, preschoolers and toddlers, whole classroom of them. Some of you are preschool teachers. My wife taught preschool for years. And there's a whole thing like leading sheep sometimes. But, you know, you're not chasing after them with a big crook going like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, the, the shepherd usually is trying to guide. And, and part of that guiding is that, that they know and trust the shepherd. They, they know his voice. In the first century, often sheep, you know, different sheep would intermingle. So like you get your sheep and I got my sheep and they're all getting water from the same area. And, you know, part of the way that he leads is that they know his voice. So when the shepherd calls out, you know, your sheep and your sheep and your sheep don't come follow me. Just my sheep. So as he knows us and leads us, he leads us in love. He leads us in, 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 in the love that he has for us, the care that he has for us. He leads and guides us into places where we find peace and restoration in his love. We find his forgiveness and his grace. He knows us, he leads us, and he cares for his sheep. Jesus cares for you. Now, on the one hand, we're in church, so why would you be saying that? We all know that, right? But the truth is, a lot of us doubt that. Jesus, you know, loves me, this I know, but Jesus, do you really love me? Do you really love me just the way I am? Do you really love me? Because you know what I did, and I know what I did. That's the great thing, is Jesus knows us. He does know us, and he cares. He cares about everything that's going on in your life right now. In fact, he demonstrates that care most especially when he lays down his life for you, for me, for the world at the cross. So really quick, let's just summarize those three points about what it means that Jesus is the good shepherd. Let me go to the next slide. So he knows his sheep, he leads his sheep, and he cares for his sheep. Knows, leads, and cares. We have a good shepherd. A good shepherd whose birth we celebrate this Christmas. We have a good shepherd whose life given for us on the cross and the life he lives as a risen Savior shapes our lives. A good shepherd who loves us regardless of what we've done or where we've been. Who always calls us by name. You know, if we're going to be about growing in Jesus and sharing his love then part of growing in Jesus is growing in understanding really what it means that he's a good shepherd. I mean, not just the picture of a good shepherd, you know, holding sheep, but what it means he's a good shepherd for us. And sharing the love that he shares with us, we share that with one another, and, and he sends us out to share that love with others that we encounter through this week. So I'm going to give you a challenge, and this is one of those reflective challenges for this coming week. So here's the challenge. Find the quietest spot in your home. Let me pause here just for a second. Give you a second to think. Is there a quiet spot in your home? Um, maybe it's when you close the door and, and you sit down on a stool. And it's a quiet spot. Um, but find the quietest spot you have. See how much noise you can block out. Stay in the spot silently for five minutes. That might seem like an eternity. Nearly impossible. See if you can find that quiet spot where you can, for five minutes, block out 
all the noise, all the distractions. And then I'm going to have you reflect on three questions. First question is this. Was I able to completely block out all the noise? Simple yes, no, right? Second question. How did this experience make me feel? I mean, for five minutes to sit still and just be quiet might be really nice or might be really difficult. All right, next question. How and where can I make more time to spend peaceful moments like this with God? How can you make more moments to really spend just a few quiet moments resting in the arms of the Good Shepherd? Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love and grace for us. And Lord Jesus, as we hear in, in today's scripture, as we see so many times through our scripture, that you are the shepherd, the good shepherd, who knows us, who leads us and guides us, who loves us so much that you have given your life for us on the cross. We thank you, good shepherd, for your love and your care. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.